0: Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. It's a blessing to come into your homes, your vehicles, wherever you are, to bring you a word from the Lord. Amen. A fresh word from God. Amen. We preach the kingdom, you know that, where Jesus is Lord, that is supposed to mean something, that is supposed to do something. When Jesus is Lord, he's already Lord, but he comes by revelation, amen, as we operate by faith in the Word of God and are willing to accept, amen, the truth of the Word of God, amen, then Jesus begins to bring his lordship into every circumstance, every situation that we have to go through. We want to start in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. The last two verses are 13 and 14. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. And so this is Solomon who calls himself the preacher, amen. And so this, he goes through 12 chapters of saying vanity of vanities is life under the sun, amen. That's the operative phrase, under the sun. Life in this earth realm, amen. A natural life under the sun is vanity of vanities without the Lord, amen. And so verse 13, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all or this is man's duty. The whole psalm of the matter is to fear God and keep his commandments for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So that's the whole conclusion. That's the whole psalm of these 12 chapters amen, of giving words of wisdom, amen, and showing how without the Lord, everything is empty, everything is futile, (coughs) excuse me, everything is folly, everything is foolishness without the Lord, no matter how good it looks, no matter how good it sounds, without the Lord, it is empty, amen, and then in Jeremiah, The book of Jeremiah chapter 4, Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. If you will return, O Israel, says the Lord, return to me, and if you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then you shall not be moved, and you shall swear the Lord lives. In truth, in judgment, and in righteousness, the nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him they shall glory. For thus says the Lord, To the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and do not sow among thorns. Amen. Break up your fallow ground. That's the hard ground. Amen. You can't plant in hard ground. That ground has to be worked. It has to be worked. Amen. And so now the ground is compared to the heart. When the heart is hard... You cannot sow. What is sown in the heart? The sower sows the word. Amen. Jesus is the sower who sows the word into our hearts to bring about a harvest. But when that heart is hardened, it has to be softened. It has to be broken up. Amen. And so I'm I'm bringing a word to you because there are some things that God's people are supposed to do that they are not willing to do amen hold some of the matter fear God and keep his commandments pretty simple it is it is pretty short <laughs> amen that's the whole duty of man for God will bring every work into judgment whether it is his work or whether it is not his work whether good or evil <laughs> amen And to be willing to do the will of God, you have to break up your fallow ground. There's hardness of heart. Amen. Anytime you're unwilling to do the word of God, then that is hardness of heart. Amen. In the day that you hear his voice, the Bible says, harden not your hearts as in the rebellion in the wilderness. So hardness of heart breeds rebellion against the Lord and unwillingness to do the word of God means that you are captive whether you know it or not. Amen. The, the unwillingness to do what God says, amen, means that you are captive. You're not free. Amen. If you continue in the Lord's word, then are you his disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free and keep you free. Amen. As you, as you continue in that truth, but in unwillingness an unwillingness to walk in the truth that God reveals <coughs> means that you have chosen something else higher than the truth. You have esteemed something else more precious than the truth. Amen. And so that's what the Bible talks about. Count the cost. If you don't, Pick up your cross and, and follow Jesus. And if you don't love him more than anything, then you don't have sufficiency to build and you don't have sufficiency to war. Amen. That's Luke, I believe, chapter. Um, Luke chapter 17, I believe. Amen. In the book of, of, of Luke, it's it talked about counting, counting the cost. Amen. I believe it's. It's in there, 14, between 14 and 17, I believe. Amen. You have to count, you have to count the cost. Amen. So this is the whole conclusion of the matter. Fear God, keep his commandments. Amen. That's the whole duty of man. Amen. And then the Bible says to break up your hard ground, your fallow ground. Put away the abominations from my sight, and you shall not be moved. You shall swear that the Lord lives in truth and in judgment and in righteousness. Amen. And nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him they shall glory. Amen. So break up that fallow ground. Do not sow amongst the thorns. The thorns represents that which is of the flesh, that which is of the curse. Amen. That which is fallen. Amen. A fallen earth. Amen. So the sentiments, the things that come forth because the earth is fallen. Amen. If you walk in those things, you are showing that you're, you're not showing that you are that you are redeemed. Amen. And then Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. Amen. Chapter 23. And verse 23. Amen. It says, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Amen. So you are instructed to buy the truth and don't sell it. Amen. How do you buy the truth? God's truth, you prefer it over what the world says is true. How do you buy the truth? You prefer it. The Bible says the word is precious, more precious than silver and gold and and emeralds. Yeah. It, is, it is more precious than anything that is in this world. So that means it's more valuable than anything that is in this world. Amen. And what is, what is the word? It is the truth. It is the wisdom of God. And so we are supposed to operate by the wisdom of God. We are supposed to partake of God's wisdom instead of the wisdom, which is of the world. So the Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. Also, you're buying wisdom. You're buying instruction. You're buying understanding. Amen. When you are preferring it above what the world says is true, above what the world says is wisdom, above what the world says is instruction, above what the world says is understanding. If you prefer the Lord's way, then you're buying the truth. Amen. And then you're admonished. Don't let go. Once you buy, don't sell it. Amen. So if you ever pick up the truth, but then you change and prefer what the world says is true, you you just sold the truth. You know, you're supposed to buy it and not sell it. Amen. What am I doing? I'm preparing. I'm helping to prepare the, the, the church's heart to receive. <laughs> Break up your fallow ground. Amen. That hardness. There are things that people are unwilling to do. I'm talking about God's people. Amen. There are commandments which God's people are unwilling to obey. Hallelujah. You say, show me. I will show you that there are things. Amen. That you regard in this world higher than that, which is of the Lord. So your heart has to be prepared. In other words, I could preach all day and all night, but if your heart is not prepared to receive it, then I would be your enemy, and you would be obstinate against me, and you would be entrenched against me. I'm just a messenger, amen. You will find something wrong with me, wrong with the way I look, wrong with the way I, I sound, wrong, wrong with my education, wrong, <laughs> Hey man, Something, something's got to be wrong because I don't want to receive from him. <laughs> Holy Ghost. I'm just <laughs> So your heart has to be prepared to receive the truth. <laughs> hey so I do half of my message is trying to prepare your heart and the other half To to give you a word from the Lord that you have been unwilling, unwilling to receive. Amen. Turn with me. We're still preparing. Second Corinthians, hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 6. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down of arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. So we're called to obey. This is the whole duty of man. Fear God, keep his commandments. We're called to obey. But we see an enemy to our soul. Amen. There are thoughts that are high thoughts. So when the word says casting down arguments, the King James says imaginations. Other translations says reasonings. Amen. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, that's fleshly but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So you, you're going to have to lean on God. You don't have to lean on the spirit and not the flesh because the weapons that God gave us are not fleshly. Amen. We have spiritual weapons that deal with strongholds in the mind. Amen. So the weapons come from God. They deal with strongholds in the mind. Amen. So, we have to cast down imaginations, arguments, reasoning, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So, we're dealing with the knowledge of God. Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God is called a high thing. Amen. It is of the devil, it is is of the enemy. And yet, It can be lodged in your mind as your preference, your mode of operation, your your wisdom that you operate by could be a high thing that was placed there by the devil. Reasonings mean coming to conclusions which are not based on the knowledge of God. So we're talking about the knowledge of God, which is in the word of God, which comes to you by knowing God, intimate knowledge from this word, by fellowshipping in the life, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you those things that are the knowledge of God for you to prefer as precious above anything that the world offers. Amen. As far as ideology or wisdom or thoughts. Amen. So reasoning is coming to conclusions which are not based on the knowledge of God. What the knowledge of God is supposed to be supreme in our thoughts. Amen. The Bible says because they did not retain God, in their knowledge, he gave them over to a reprobate mind. You're supposed to keep the, the knowledge of Lord, the Lord, the truth of the Lord in your thoughts. That's supposed to be your meditations, the Bible says, day and night, amen. And so it messes up the mind, amen, and allows the devil to use that thought that you esteem higher than than the knowledge of the Lord to use it as, number one, a high place. A high place is an altar where they sacrifice to idols. Amen. And also, he uses it for a stronghold. A stronghold is like a fort. It's a garrison. It is a place of strength that you fight out of that is fortified. Amen. And because you prefer the wisdom of the world above the wisdom of God, not only is it a fortified place for the devil, the Bible says give no place to the devil, but the way that kingdoms work, amen, you, the devil would use you to fight against the knowledge of God. He would actually use you. If you have a sentiment or a thought which is different than the knowledge of the Lord, and it has become a fortified place in you, a stronghold, amen, then the devil can use you against the truth, amen. And so the church, you know, is not necessarily the church, amen, because the Bible says that the church is supposed to be the bride of Christ, the chaste virgin of the Lord without spot, blemish or wrinkle or any such thing. There's a such thing as a false church. There's a such thing as a harlot, <laughs> man. And so people point to Hosea. Well, didn't God tell Hosea to marry the, the harlot? Yes, he was showing how unfaithful his people were to him. Don't get it twisted. Amen. That was not what God preferred. He was showing how bad they was treating him. It was a picture. It was an example. Amen. God often uses pictures. He often uses examples. Amen. So we're supposed to be engaged in warfare. Amen. We're supposed to use the weapons that are from the Lord. We're not supposed to give place to the devil. We're supposed to prefer the Lord's thoughts. Amen. His word, his truth above anything that the world is saying. Amen. When you consider a thought higher than the knowledge of God, you have built an altar, a high place to another God that the devil uses as a stronghold. Whenever the knowledge of God contradicts your thoughts, about a subject matter, if you don't cast it down, hurl it down, throw it down, throw that thought down from that high place, you will become fortified. You will become entrenched or stubborn in that thought. It becomes a demonic stronghold that exalts itself. You see what the devil does? He, 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 he exalts himself. <laughs> Amen. Because you have given him that place. He brags about how he can operate out of this place because you gave him, you gave him that place. Amen. So he exalts himself against the knowledge of the Lord. Amen. An area of strength for the devil. It becomes an area of strength because you are willing to fight for him to maintain that thought. You know, people talk about contradictions in the word, no contradictions. People talk about contention. The Bible says, where do wars come from? It's talking about contentions. They are lust that are at war in our members. Amen. And so you're supposed to deal with that. Amen. Because God has called you a spiritual person. The Bible says God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. And in truth, the Lord seeks such to worship him. The true worshipers of God worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. So we are of God's kingdom, his royal house. Amen. So we are called to punish disobedience. In other words, God is righteous. God is holy. Amen. And and we are the seed of God. Amen. And so every seed produces after its kind. And God deals with wickedness and unrighteousness. He says, leave me alone. Let my my wrath pour out. Let my fire burn it up. Amen. And so God is able to deal with wickedness and unrighteousness. Amen. The, The what is it, Lord? The, 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 the thrust, the, the desire, the, the thing that God uses, the most powerful thing that God uses is love, amen. And so love for people will cause us, amen, to bring people to God so that their sins are forgiven, their sins are no more. Amen. Jesus took care of it at the cross, the power of the resurrection. People don't understand the power of the resurrection. You can bring anything to the Lord. He will get rid of it. He will destroy it. Amen. Because Jesus has already destroyed it. So it is the power of the resurrection that's that's on the word of God to bring about salvation, to bring about deliverance. Amen. It is the power of love. Amen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth upon him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is the love of God. Amen. And so the, the Bible says, No greater love hath any man than to lay down his life for a friend. Amen. So we are not called to imitate the world. Amen. We are called to look different, sound different, to be light. Amen. And to bring others into the light. Amen. And we're not called to be against the Lord or against his word or to be contentious against the Lord. The Bible says there is no wisdom which can contend with God. Amen. So everything that we do for God's kingdom, we do by his permission and his authority. Everything that we do for the kingdom of God of God, if you think about it, is is we are allowed to do it. Amen. That, you know, we are called um, the, the, the sons of God. We are given the right, the power to become the sons of God. Everything we do for the kingdom of God, we do by the Lord's permission and by his authority. So God provides a spiritual covering against the rebellious spirit of Satan. So a it's little, a little background where all the sin, amen, all that is of the devil, amen, who rebelled against the Lord. The Bible says the, the course of this world. So the spirit of this world, the course of the world, that spirit that operates, the Bible says, in the children of disobedience or the children of rebellion. So rebellion against the truth. There is no conflict with God about his word. It's not hard to God. People talk about hard words. It's not hard to God. It is hard to those who are, whose hearts are far from him, who are unwilling to receive. It's like the rich young ruler. Amen. Jesus gave him a word. Amen. Sell all that you have. Give to the poor. Come take up your cross and follow me. He went away sorrowful. Why? Because he had something. Because he had great possessions which were more valuable than the word that Jesus told him. Amen. He didn't know it was a freeing word, a liberating word, an enriching word. Amen. Somebody says, That baby got to eat, rent got to be paid. That is, you got to be real. No, the word of God is more precious because the word of God is seed sown. It produces fruit of righteousness. In other words, everything that you need, the Lord gives the desires of the heart. Everything that you need is provided in integrity. Amen. In righteousness and in accordance to the love of God you you believe that you're missing out on something if you do it god's way that's that's the crux of the matter that's how satan got to eve he told her she was missing out on something amen that god didn't provide everything amen and so god provides a spiritual covering against the rebellious spirit of satan so Satan was Lucifer. He rebelled. He was cast out of heaven that he landed on earth. The Bible says that he was supposed to be cast out of the earth. Now, that's a big word. The the, the Bible says the prince of this world is cast out when Jesus was about to go to the cross. He said the prince of this world is cast out. Jesus did what Adam didn't do. Adam was supposed to cast him out, not just out of the, the garden, what the Lord showed me, He was supposed to cast him out of the earth. I don't know where he would have went. But Adam was to walk in authority and dominion. And he did not do it. Amen. Because Eve listened to the devil. She was deceived. And then Adam followed Eve. And so the covering was messed up. I'm going to explain what a covering is. Amen. Adam was supposed to cover Eve. Amen. Let us make man in our own image. Let them have dominion. It's not good for man to be alone. Let us make a helpmeet comparable to him. Amen. So God put Adam to sleep. Amen. Took a rib from his side and enclosed the flesh thereof. Amen. Presented her to Adam. He says, this is now bone of my bone flesh of my flesh, you shall be called woman. Amen. And so she's supposed to be a help me. Amen. And so God gave Adam an assignment. Amen. To have dominion and authority to keep the garden and to be fruitful. Amen. And replenish the earth. And he gave Eve to him to be a helper. The Bible says that man was not made for woman, but that woman was made for man. That's the word. Amen. Don't don't try to give me something. Else. Don't don't try to don't try to trick me, <laughs> amen. Don't try to mix me up, Holy Ghost. <laughs> so that woman was made a helper, amen. And together they were supposed to be one. They're supposed to be one. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and they shall be one flesh. Amen. So Adam and Eve was one, but Adam was had the assignment, amen, and Eve was supposed to help him in that assignment, amen, and so that Adam was supposed to use the dominion or the crown that God gave him, amen, so the crown came from the Lord, so it was the Lord's crown to have dominion and authority, and just like the Bible says, let us, amen, in Genesis 126, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. What, what was the image of God? That God the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit were, were one, and are one. And yet the Father was head, the Bible says that the Father's head over Jesus and yet they operated as one. So God made Adam and Eve in the same image, amen, that Adam and Eve were one. And just like Jesus was submitted To the father and did not rebel against the father and that they operated as one. So the woman was supposed to be submitted. Eve was supposed to be submitted unto Adam. And in that submission that they would operate as one and they would get the benefit of what the crown produced, that dominion. Amen. And so what happened? What was the sin that she spoke to Satan? a man out of rank a man the man allowed it he was there standing beside her amen and so that is not God's image that's what's the sin is what's the sin well, why can't a woman lead a man it's not God's image let us make man in our own image Amen. amen. So, so now it's a hard word and you're looking for reasonings reasonings. Conclusions against the knowledge of God. Amen. I told you I had to prepare your heart. I did all that preaching, trying to prepare your heart, and you're still contending with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just giving you the word. So so what is a covering? It's a spiritual covering. Amen. This the simple answer. So that you can operate and do the assignment that God called you to do, which is a spiritual assignment. Mm -hmm. Amen. Which produces in this natural realm. Amen. It produces when everyone is in the proper order. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So the covering does two things. It protects you. You know, you think of being covered. It protects you. Amen. It also shows the spirit realm, which kingdom you are representing. <laughs> amen. I'll show you that in the in the word of God. Amen. Did you know the Bible says give no place to the devil? And so if there's a stronghold, amen. And, and so you, you hunker down, you are entrenched, you are fortified in agreement with the stronghold instead of getting rid of the stronghold, then the devil can use you in his kingdom against God's kingdom. If you are espousing the same things of the world. Amen. With the, now, what God says marriage is, what the world says marriage is. What God says a proper relationship is, what the world says a proper relationship is. What what the world says is, is history. You know what God says. Amen. You know, if. If, if you are holding on to what to what the world says, amen, that that then you will find yourself against the Lord. The Bible says, love not the world nor the things that are in the world. Things that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. They are of the world and they are not of God. Amen. So if you have a desire for something which is which is not of the Lord and the Bible says friendship with the world is Enmity, enmity, war, hostility toward God. The person that makes themselves a friend of the world makes themselves an enemy with the Lord. Amen. So the covering, the covering, amen. To be covered, amen, you have to do it according to the pattern that God designed. Amen. That there is an element, amen, of submission with the one that God has given to be the spiritual covering. And out of that, you're able to complete the assignment and have dominion and have dominion and authority. Amen. So but when you when you speak of covering, amen, I'm going to say this quickly because I may not be able to get back to it. Amen. The covering, you talk about a mantle. Which covers the mantle goes around the shoulders, amen, and it can, it can go down. A mantle or a robe, amen, the Bible says we have a robe of righteousness, a royal robe, amen, if, if we flow with the Lord, amen. So, so the mantle covers the shoulder and we, we benefit from Jesus's crown, which covers the head. So when you talk about covering, amen, the head is, 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 is covered. Jesus' head is covered. And, and I'm going to show you in the word of God, the responsibility of the man and the woman. Amen. So there's an element of the head being covered. I don't want you to be confused. And an element of the shoulder. And, and then from that, the, the rest, the rest of the body. Amen. In Psalms chapter eight. The book of Psalms, chapter 8, verses 4 through 6. It says, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the Son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor, and you have made him to have dominion of the works of your hands. And you put all things under his feet. So the element of the crown being in place that if the church is rebellious against Jesus, it makes it look like he doesn't have a crown, even though he has a crown. But the, the reigning and ruling for the church is as if they are not doing it if they are not subject to the headship, to the lordship of Jesus. Amen. And that is the example that Jesus gave for the the, the man and the woman, the husband and the wife. Amen. If the wife is not subject to the husband, it looks like the husband is weak. Amen. The example, of course, is Esther, where King Ahasuerus, that he called Vashti. You know, Vashti was having her own private banquet with the women. (laughs) Amen. And so King Ahasuerus, who was called Xerxes, called for his wife wearing the crown and she refused to come. And it was quite a dilemma that he asked his wise men, they said, this is a bad, bad deal because the influence of Vashti will get on the other women and they will dishonor their husbands also. Amen. So yes, she had authority, but she made her husband look like he did not have any power. Amen, that he did not have a crown. And so that's where Esther came in. Esther became the new bride, Amen, which is one who was subject to a husband full of the wisdom of God, full of the favor of the Lord, Amen, able to bring about together Amen. The will of God for God's people. Wicked Haman was trying to destroy every one of God's people. And the only way, the only way that that could be averted, amen, it was if Esther took her place. Amen. She did not try to rule over her husband, but she sure got the job done. Amen. She sure operated by the spirit of God. Amen. And she was subject to a husband. Amen. And received favor. Amen. And that scepter was always extended to her. Amen. What do you want? Up to a half of the kingdom. Amen. And so the Lord says to the church, "What do you want, Amen? The, the kingdom is here for you, Amen. To come, the kingdom is here to operate. If you s- submit to my headship, my my lordship, and my and my example, Amen." First Corinthians chapter eleven. You know, I do not hear people preaching on this passage of scripture yet. It is one of the most powerful, powerful books, powerful passages in the Bible. For the sake of understanding, and, and I know my time is, has been going pretty fast, I, I want to read um, chap, uh, verses 1 through 16 because there's, there's much controversy, there's much conflict, there's much disagreement yet with God there is no disagreement and and conflicts around his word it has to do with us it has to do with our heart our willingness amen do we count anything else a high thought more precious than the word of God then we have to break up fallow ground we have to prepare hearts to receive in verse 1 through 16 beginning with verse 1 Paul says, imitate me as I also imitate Christ. So follow me as I follow Christ. So what Paul is about to say is that he is imitating Jesus and for the church to imitate him as he imitate Jesus. He says, now, I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. So an apostle will deliver the traditions or a better word is the ordinances of the Lord that, you, that you, you keep, that the apostles remember that they would set things straight. There was questions in the church. The apostles would answer. The apostle would write the word of God as they were inspired. Amen. Much, much of the New Testament were written by apostles. Amen. Apostles and prophets, they are the pillars of the church, amen, because we're supposed to hear from God and speak only that which we hear. We're not supposed to come up with our thoughts and our opinions about a matter, amen. He says, verse three, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ And the head of the woman is man and the head of christ is god so he sets this thing up by teaching about the head okay so the head of jesus is the father god the the head of man is christ amen and the head of woman is the man somebody says it depends on the context whether it is husband and wife or whether it is it is talking about male and, and, and female. Amen. And so we're going to read it in the context. For surely it's talking about husband and wife. You see that clearly. But it also talks about engaging spiritually that the angels need to know or the spirit realm needs to know what side you're on when you engage spiritually. Because if the woman's head is not covered, that she is open to deception and to be used by the devil. And if the man does not take his assignment, hallelujah. Holy Ghost. If the hi, hi, woo, my, my, my. Hallelujah. Sitting at home. Hallelujah. Not taking your assignment. Amen. The woman caught up, is leading the way. Hallelujah. The man is hunting. The man is fishing. The man is golfing. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That he has accepted this change of relationship. Amen. He's accepted it. And so whatever you allow is, is allowed. Amen. And that's how the devil got to Eve Amen. That's how the devil changed the roles, or got them to change the roles, and that is how the earth fell. Amen. So, man of God, amen. I'm calling you man of God, but you must be able to receive your assignment, even from a man of God. Amen. And that that wife and that woman is to to help you. That wife is to help you in that in that assignment. Okay. It says, so the head. God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. Man is the head of woman. Amen. It says, every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered dishonors his head. So it's all about honoring the head. Who's the head? Jesus is the head. So man is made in the image of Jesus. We'll see that. And so he is not supposed to let the woman rule him. Amen. That would be dishonoring Jesus because he's made in the image of Jesus. So every man praying or prophesying, engaging spiritually, having his head covered dishonors his head. So, so you're operating in the spirit realm. What's in the spirit realm? Angels and devils? Amen. In the spirit realm. And so if your head is covered, then it is not seen that Jesus is your head. So you you dishonored your head because you are not respecting, amen, the model that God gave. What is the model? It's the same model of him. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our own image that God is the head over Jesus, yet they are one. They don't disagree one iota. And that together they get the job done. Jesus does not lose anything by the Father God being his head. Amen. And so the woman does not lose anything by the man being her head. Every man praying and prophesy and have his head covered dishonors his head. But on the contrary, every woman who prays and prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. For that is one the same as if her head were shaved. Amen. So the the woman's head was supposed to be covered. And so Paul gave, he, he talked about two ordinances. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he talked about the ordinance of the head covering. What's the purpose of the head covering? What does it supposed to show? And he talked about the Lord's Supper. Amen. So these are um, examples. These are observances, amen, that the Lord has gave, has given us to help us to learn the truth of the matter, amen, just like the parable this is an earthly story which reveals a spiritual truth. And so the Lord has given us two ordinances. He's given the head covering and he's given the Lord's supper, amen, as physical observances of love and covenant and a pattern and how things operate. Amen. And so he made woman to be submitted to man, but together that they would be one. If the woman was submitted, then she partakes of that, the, the Lordship, amen, of her husband. Amen. Or if it's ministry, she partakes of, of the dominion, Amen. That that male spiritual covering affords her, Amen. We we cannot go back to the wrong example. When when God corrected everything in Genesis chapter three, Amen. He He spoke to whose wrong wrong things, Amen. He told the the, the devil, Amen that the seed of woman, speaking of Jesus, the immaculate conception would bruise his head. He prophesied, amen. He says to a woman, her desire would be for a husband, amen. He spoke to the man about, because you obeyed your wife in, instead of me, that is hard in this earth. It's gonna be hard to, to bring forth fruit and, and harvest, amen. And so Christ hath redeemed us, from the curse, but we never go back to the wrong example where Eve operated out of rank to allow the devil to come in. Amen. So the power, the anointing, the authority. That is it's much to say that the Bible talks about Psalms 133, how the anointing all flows from the head. Amen. And so the anointing oil represents the power. The anointing removes burden, destroys the yoke. The anointing also represents the authorized by the Lord whom God has chosen. He would anoint. Amen. He anointed David king. Amen. So the anointing flows. And so the church is operating without the anointing. The church is operating without the oil. Amen. It's like like the parable of the of the, the 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 virgins ten virgins five wise five foolish the wise brought oil amen and but the foolish amen foolish means operating by the wisdom of the world did not bring oil amen ay ay so it's all about it's not about you it's all about the oil flowing on the body of Christ in power Amen. And anointing to get the job done. And yet we are holding the same arguments as the world about men and women. We are contending with the Lord. And so there's no strength of anointing. There's a lot of talk. Amen. A lot of even motivational speak, but no power, no oil, no anointing because you're out of order. Amen. And so your hearts have to be prepared to get in order. Okay, so every woman who prays and prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head for it's like she is shaved. For if a woman is not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it is shameful for a woman to be shorn or shaved, let her be covered. And so he begins to talk about the woman's hair. But spiritually what he's he's talking about is that a woman should be a woman and a man should be a man. And so he's not necessarily talking about the length of your hair because you can get off in the weeds. He's talking about a woman should look like a woman and a man should look like a man. A woman should operate as a woman and a man should operate as a man. <laughs> the way that God prescribed, not the way that the world prescribed. Hallelujah. We got we got enough Foolishness in the world and you see what shape the world is in amen you see what that has gotten us you you see what the wisdom of the world has gotten us out of order rebellious against god anarchy in the streets amen no respect for authority amen so it says but for a woman for if a woman is not covered let her be shorn. But if it's shameful for a woman to be shorn or shaved, let her be covered. So you have to be ashamed that you as a woman was trying to take the place of a man. Amen. If you ever became ashamed of that, then you can be covered. Amen. You say, don't open no door for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a woman. Hear me roar. You know that I'm just. I'm just like a man. In fact, I'm better than a man. I'm wiser than a man. I'm stronger than a man. I can do what a man can do. It's verse 7. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and the glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. Amen. So man reflects a man, the Lord. And the woman reflects the Lord, too, if she is, if, if she receives the proper order that God has given for her. We become so offended. Oh, I wish I had time. You know, I'm serious. A woman can be offended at her husband, a husband can be offended at his wife. We get our skin is thin. We get so offended and yet God's word remains true. It says for a man is not from for man is not from woman, but woman from man, nor was man created for woman, but woman for the man. For this reason, a woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is a man independent of woman nor woman independent of a man in the Lord. For as a woman came from man, even so, man also comes through woman, but all things are from God. Judge yourself. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not even nature itself teach you? That if, you, if a man has long hair, it's a dishonor to him. <clears throat> In other words, he's saying, if a man is looking like a woman, that's a dishonor. <clears throat> but if a woman has long hair, it is glory to her, for her hair is given to her as a covering. But if anyone seems to be contentious, we have no such custom nor do the churches of God so he says that if you are contentious it means that this, this long teaching that he did he took time he took time to teach thing. you don't get it and so we're not kicking you out of the church because you have not gotten this this revelation as apostles we keep on teaching we keep on teaching we keep on teaching the truth until the people who will receive 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 the truth amen and so he's talking about that the woman's head is supposed to be covered. And he's given the example of a head covering. For instance, my wife wears a head covering as an example. God spoke to her, amen, and, and to me concerning her, amen, when he released us in ministry that she was an example, a picture, an image of what it's like to be covered. It's, it's, it's not enough to have a piece of cloth over your head, but to actually adhere to the truth of the word of God, somebody says that's a hard saying. But that's actually the Holy Spirit. Anything that seems to be hard, the Bible says, fall upon the stone, you'll be broken. The Holy Spirit brings you to that truth. It's a beautiful thing. If you are in disagreement with a thought that a, a truth which is of the Lord, and you have a different thought, if you receive that truth of God, is such a beautiful thing. God will do a work. In your life it will be like a memorial you will remember the point that God changed you, took out that stony heart, amen, removed amen that hardness amen as you yielded as you yielded unto the Lord. amen. And so what are we doing? it may it, I know it's going to take more more than one session to teach you about the covering amen to that the head covering. Jesus is the head. He's supposed to be seen as the head. He's supposed to be seen with his crown. That is accomplished, amen, by the wife being submitted to the husband to carry out the assignment. She is supposed to be a help me, amen. Let me say this also. I found that when my wife speaks concerning our assignment what is what is true with the holy spirit is on it it is the same thing that the lord had been speaking also it is it is that which brings us together it is like a release a freshness amen it is it is like when sarah told abraham to cast out the woman. Amen. And Abraham was upset about it. But then he got the word from the Lord. It says, cast out the bond Woman and her child for the seed of the bond Woman shall not be heir of the promise. It's the promised child, Isaac, that would be heir. So that word they were dwelling together with with understanding. Amen. That if I have wrestled with a thing. Amen. My wife can help me. Amen. She, she can speak a word that God had been speaking. Sometimes I smile within myself. She may not even know that God had used her to help me to plow through, to carry through. Amen. Something that I may not have been willing to do, but it just—it's there's a freshness that comes upon it. Amen. When your wife is one. With you, not trying to guide you, not trying, not trying to rule over you, not trying to teach you. Amen. Operating in the wisdom of God. Amen. God gives her the words to say and how and how to say it. There, there is a release. Amen. To do the will of God. Amen. So I know this this will take more than one session. But the Lord. I I got a moon, back so preparation of the heart belongs to man amen but that answer of the tongue is from the Lord amen so God is preparing his people amen this is the end time and the church has been obstinate in a lot of things and God says do you think that I was going to leave that alone do you think that I was going to leave you to your own ways? If you're going to be one with me, then you must be submitted unto me. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You show that, you res- that you're that submitted unto me, says the Lord, by being submitted unto my word. Amen. Now, the word, and this is where I was trying to get through, it flows down from the head to the shoulders the, the, and the rest of the garments. Amen. So the shoulder represents the, the government of God. That's, that's what I'll get into next time. And so we know that Jesus is the head and everything else flows down from him. He has commanded man to be the head. He is also, when he ascended on high, he gave apostles first, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. This represents the government of God. Amen. And so there there was 12 apostles and then there were 12, there was 12 disciples and then there were 70 more. And so I want to get into that, that how do you show that you are submitted? Number one, if your wife submit to your husband, I'm not talking about in sin, I'm talking about recognizing that he is the head and that he has a vision from God, whether he knows it or not. He has an assignment from God, whether he knows it or not. Amen. Your job is to help unlock it as you as you dwell together with understanding. What's the second part in ministry? Lots of women in ministry. Now, you're not permitted to teach or usurp authority over a man. That is the word of God. Yet many women are called to ministry. You must be covered according to the word of God. Amen. The Bible says talked about. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, mighty through God, to the pulling down of stronghold. This is a big, 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 big stronghold. There is a stubbornness and a contention and that men are accomplices, amen, for women being out of order, amen. And so before Jesus comes back, he has to get the church in order. Father, thank you for that word Thank you, Lord God. This is not a hard word, amen, for those whose hearts are pliable and soft. As we break up, Lord God, the fallow ground, Lord, there's some truth here. Help us to come to the knowledge of the truth. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.